This is Ready Radio, preparing you to be ready for anything. Now, here's your survival guide for Ready Radio, John Rush. All right, another episode, Ready Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us. I do appreciate it very much, and uh, we've tried to do my best to get some uh, special guests. We've had some on here of late, really great guests, by the way, and we have another one that's joining us today as well. Tag is his name. That is his short name. He's got a YouTube channel called Life Done Free. Tag, I watched uh, several of your videos actually this morning, and you have a great, you know, you got, you got a lot of great things going on. We're going to talk about some of those things, but Tag, welcome. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. No, I really appreciate it. And and for all of you that are listening, that we talk about this from time to time, it, you Tag, you have figured out a way, and, and I listened to how you did it, and Congratulations. But you figured out a way to essentially live completely off grid, be self-sustained, figure out a way to, you know, barter and make things work for you individually. And hats off to you. Yeah, you know, it's a it's been an incredible journey. It's super hard. But, man, I'm living a dream. Awesome. Okay, so and I and I listen to this, but of course, all of our listeners have not. And if they go to your channel, they can hear some of these things from you directly. But you know, in a nutshell, what brought you to that point where you wanted to be really self-sustaining and not relying upon anyone else? Yeah. Oh man, what a long story that is. So I was a I'm a former financial executive. So I ran seven companies: two financial holding companies, two life insurance companies. Uh, two agencies, a marketing company, and an investment company, and um, was doing really good. You know, got to travel the world and all mm-hmm. of these great things. But um, I was always kind of turned off by kind of the, some of the BS, you know, that goes on. And then when uh, <laughs> yeah, you think, around, you think, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I never really sat good with me. But you know, I did it for twenty five years. And COVID came around, and the CEO of the company asked me about how I felt about the mandate. And I put my feet in the ground and said, "We're not doing it." The and, vaccine uh, mandate, you mean? Yep, yep, the vaccine mandate. Okay. And uh, next thing I know, he says we're going to mandate it for all 900 employees, and uh, wow. and you're going to do it. And uh, so I called a meeting with everybody, got up on stage, and said we ain't mandating nothing. And uh, I was shortly after that escorted out of the building. And so I'm when sure. that was after that was after all that was done, John, I decided that never again in my life would I allow another human being to have stroke over me like that right there. Yeah, no, I'm and, gonna, and I'm going to go live free. Congratulations, and yeah, I've you don't know my story, but I've been self-employed since I was about 22 years of age, mainly because, like you, I I just can't do that end of things. I can't handle, you know, really. I'll, I'll be straight up honest. It's hard for me to handle somebody else telling me what to do on a daily basis, not being able to make my own decisions and so on. And I'm very fortunate with all the radio st- shows I have here. On Crawford, they are very good to me. Uh, I am able to do whatever I need to do to make my program successful, speak my mind. I am not limited by what I can or can't say, and that included tag uh, the vaccine and so on. In fact, there's a lot of radio stations out there where their hosts had to have a vaccine to continue to perform you know, their duties and do their show on a week-to-week. I never had to deal with that here at Crawford Broadcasting, so that kind of tells you where we're at here. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. We need more of us. Yes, thank you. And and again, that's the reason why I do this program every Friday for an hour is really to bring awareness. I mean, I try to do this show tag so that we can prepare people for the what ifs of life and, and ultimately getting people like you to be able to live completely on their own. You know, if they desire, I mean, I get it. There's going to be some folks that just don't want that lifestyle. And I understand that. But I still want folks to be as prepared as possible, not knowing what the future holds, and the more prepared they are when something comes up, the better off they're going to be. Amen. 
So that's that's our goal and our mission here on every Friday. All right. So, so next next thing, talk about your YouTube channel. I mean, what all do you talk about on there? What do you go into? What do you cover, and so on? Yeah. So um, you know, after all that stuff happened to me, I decided that it, that I had hidden behind the shadows for way too long, and that it was time for me to fight back. And my way of fighting back is, you know, on my YouTube channel, I, I just talk about living free and you know how to become energy independent, how to become food independent, how to become you know spiritually independent, and and I focus a lot on starving the beast. You know, how do I take the government out of my economics, counter economics? Um, you know, I'm, I speak all over the um, country on this topic, you know, quite often. And um, I don't just talk about it. I show it. This is how I became energy independent. This is how, you know, I didn't know anything about solar until I decided I wanted to be energy independent. Right. <laughs> and then I well, and, and by the way, I've been looking at that very diligently. We've got a solar sponsor now and really kind of poo-pooed it and kind of threw it aside for a long time and have learned a lot in the past four or five months about the benefits of, but also, as you said, even in one of your videos I watched this morning, it ain't free. There is a cost to doing that and to even living completely off-grid. That's not free either, is it? Oh, no. It's not free at all. It's actually prepaid. There you go. <laughs> no, exactly. So. There you, well, and, and I think, you know, to your point, Tag, you know, kind of jumping back into the whole, you know, the lifestyle that you're in. It is a commitment. It's a sacrifice. Uh, you know, you have to gain some knowledge and learn as you go as well. And, and you talk about some of that in the one video I watched, at least today, you did. And the reality is it's not for the faint of heart, but I'm guessing that the end result is far worth it. Oh, my goodness. John, I live, I have no mortgage, no electric bill, no water bill, no sewer bill. I mean, I live, you know, I have taxes just like everybody else does, and I pay sure. for a cell phone, but sure. I really don't. I mean, I, I live pretty much free you know the this couple little things that i haven't figured out how to tackle yet but it is all worth it yeah it and, 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 and and that's and that's why you're here today i wanted to bring you on you you were recommended for everybody listening by the way we had another special guest bobby that was with us a couple of weeks ago uh that we had on emp uh we talked about those guys emp shield and that's where bobby was and bobby actually referred me to tag and we got together this week and, and tag is here with us right now and after i watched some of your your videos and things that Bobby sent me tag. I'm like, okay, we got to get you on and just start, you know, getting the idea or the seed, if you would, planted into people's, you know, into people's minds to get them to understand, you know, what they can or can't do. And and I I understand tag that not everybody has has the same abilities. And and, and I guess the way I can explain that is I, you know, I was raised in in a home by a father where you know I was taught how to hunt, fish, you know, know the outdoors, know how to, you know, how to, how to, you know take care of things when you are out in the, in the woods and, you know, everything from starting a fire to, you know, what if you get lost to how do you find your way, how to read a compass. I mean, all these different things. I was very blessed to have a dad that, that taught us all of that. Also been blessed to be self-employed for a very, very long time now. So I'm very blessed along those lines. And I had two automotive shops that I ran for a very, very long time. So I'm a very mechanically inclined individual. There's not too many things that I can't tackle, fix, handle, whatever. Now say all that to say this tag, I know not everybody out there has the same mechanical ability. And the question I've got for you when it comes to living off-grid, do you have to have that ability to live off-grid? 100% no. Okay. Because, John, the fact of the matter is, like I said, when I decided I wanted to go off-grid, I knew nothing about solar. I had to be committed to going to learn it. You know, I built my own 5,000-square-foot home. My home is a super home. It's a super off-grid home, and it's big. It's five thousand square feet. Right, right. It wasn't my back. It wasn't my background, but I was committed to starving the beast and getting rid of the stroke the world had over me. And so, so that's what I did. So how? Okay. So backing up, how did you learn all of that? 
Oh, well, goodness, you know, um, every step that I came to, like, I'll give you an example. My house has three water sources. And and so my wife can wash clothes on one side of the house in rainwater and take a shower in, in well water on the other side. Okay. And so when I was tackling that project, I was actually pretty intimidated by it. But I just read, and I read, and I read, and I read. And then whatever resources I had, you know, people that I knew who mm-hmm. were plumbers or whatever, sure. I could pick their brain. But in the end, I just went and did it. Perfect. So what you're saying is, for, even for all of our folks that are listening especially, there's really nothing that's not overcomable with time, dedication, the ability to learn. I guess that's really the biggest ability you have to have in all of this is the ability to read, learn, and understand, and then apply it, right? Amen. Okay. So, again, you don't have to be a, like myself, a previous, you know, auto technician, be able to, you know, weld and understand electric, you know, things and electricity and 12 volts and 120 and all. I mean, you don't have to have all that tag to be able to do what you're doing is what you're saying. No, you just got to be able to research it, read it, comprehend it, and then not be afraid. Uh, You know what? The last thing you just said I think is really key because I think the biggest reason, this is my own opinion on why a lot of people don't think do things in life, including becoming self-employed, they're afraid. Yep. That, that to me, is the biggest stumbling block. John, I think that our entire system, the entire way we we operate is designed to keep us in fear. Agreed. And it's designed to keep us separated. It's designed to keep us divided. It's designed to keep us hidden in our little shell. And, you know, one of the ways to starve the beast and one of the ways to to focus on counter-economics is to stand up and quit being afraid. Right. Agreed. Well, and I've said, I, I've got my daily show that we do here, Tag, and I've been saying this now for years. The the powers that be, and I, and by the way, I think this is on both sides of the aisle, not just one. And, and I'm a hardcore I conservative, agree. but I think this is on both sides of the aisle. And, and what I'm going to say next, I really truly mean because I am one of these, and I know how much those sides hate people like me. I am self-employed. In a lot of ways, I am... On my way to being free like you are, because I don't have somebody telling me every single day what I need to do. Yep. I can do what I want to do in my world, in my businesses, plural. I can do whatever I want to do accordingly, and I don't have to be fearful of anything. And by the way, I also have the ability to handle things in a tax manner that most people that have a W-2 can't do. That's why they hate me. Yep. Yep, they, hate, they do hate you. Yep, and I would encourage everybody to go get that entrepreneur spirit and go get rid of the W two. Uh, you know what? It, to your point, though, back to that fear factor. A lot, of, and because I've, I've talked to these folks, Tag, I, you know, I coach small businesses and I try to help people through some of these things. And I will tell you that a lot of the reasons why individuals that have the ability to go be self employed, by the way, I, mean, I can see it in them. I'm like, you should be doing this on your own. Why are you working for someone else? You have the ability to do this. The yep. bottom line ends up being fear. Well, you know, what if I fail? Well, you know, what if I don't get that, you know, that weekly paycheck that I currently have coming right now? And it's like, you know, you make your own weekly paycheck when you're self-employed. And yeah, there might be weeks where it doesn't come in. I get that. Yeah, I think I would answer that when someone says, what if I fail? I would ask them, what if you do nothing? What if you stay right where you're at and you work 40 years for a company to which at the end they give you a gold watch and tell you to piss off, which then <laughs> they will. you go on Social Security yep. and four years later you're dead? You no, know, you are 100% correct. I vowed at a very early age that, number one, I wasn't going to be that person. Number two, I wasn't going to rely on Social Security to make ends meet when I got older. Of course, I'll probably never quit working anyways because I'm just kind of that guy tag. But bottom line, I didn't want to be one of those numbers. Amen. 
And, and, and by God's grace, I am not. That doesn't mean it's been an easy road. I have learned by the school of hard knocks, most like what you've done when it comes to living off grid. Okay. And Rick, I want to get back to that too, by the way. So living off yeah. grid, what do you, what would you tell people is, is the hardest thing about what you, you know, not only did, but what you're currently doing now, what's the hardest thing? Yeah, I think I would, what I would tell everybody is to just understand that when you, in your traditional house, when you go turn on a light switch or you go turn on a faucet, there are many, many people behind the scenes making sure that happens. True. And, and when you're living off grid, it's a management issue. Everything needs managed. My power system needs managed. My water system needs managed. I don't have anybody to call. I only have me. True. And so that's the hardest part is just the, to understand that it's a management thing. But, but here's the thing. I've got, I can weld on my solar system. I have air conditioning. If you went in my house, you would not know it any different than any other house. It can absolutely be done. Mm-hmm. You just have to be committed to living free. Freedom's not easy. If you want to live free, you can't do it easy. Right. No, no way. Good point. No, I actually toured a house not long ago that was completely off-grid. I was amazed. By the way, this was not a small house, much like what you have. It was about a 5,000-square-foot house as well. Totally off-grid, had you know solar, well, a battery backup system, plus two generators. I mean, this thing's all dialed in, and I'm thinking okay, this this really, this isn't roughing it by, that's because, by the way, Tag, I think that's the other issue folks have, is they think off-grid, they think a shack with an outhouse. That's not it. No, no. But, but you no, get what I'm saying. I mean, I think for most people, their perception when you say off-grid is some guy in the woods with an outhouse. That's off-grid to them. Yeah, I think most people would say they live in a little cabin somewhere, but it is just simply not the case. Okay, when it comes to... Living off-grid, and again, I don't want to give any secrets away as to where you're at, but I know you're in the Midwest some, someplace, and I know by the time yep. zone you know, that you're yep. calling in on where you're at. Is it hard yep. to actually get to live off-grid? Do you have to be a certain amount of distance from a city? How does that part work? Yeah, well, that all depends on where you live. But where I live, you know, to build my house, there was a uh, one-building permit, which they don't do any inspections. Okay. Um, so, all I, so I had a $179 building permit, and I did the rest myself. That's the end of it. So where I live, no. There's nothing that stops me. And I know there's places that restrict people from collecting water. You know, I have 8,000 yes. gallons of rainwater storage. Yeah. We, can, we cannot that do, do that, that here stuff. in Colorado. That, that is against the law in yep. Colorado. Yeah. Where I live, you can, you can do it all. And I kind of believe in the big fences and tall trees method. You know, you, you can't see my house from the road. I don't welcome the state in. They know that, you know, that I'm just, they just aren't welcome here. And I just live, you know, live my way. So I think it just depends on where you live. Where I live, it's fine. And, and that's a good point. So you really... I guess that's part of the due diligence. If this is the lifestyle that you want, you probably need to figure out where can I do that, where is the easiest place to do that, where I don't have all of these other hoops to jump through to make that happen. I mean, again, I toured a house here in Colorado the other day that was completely off-grid. I know in Colorado there's a process to go through to make that happen. So I'm not saying that here in Colorado it can't be done. It can, but it's not as easy as where you are. I can tell you that right now. Yeah, you know, I, uh, I don't know if you know this or not, John, but I grew up in Castle Rock. No, I didn't know. No, I did not know that. Yeah, so my home, I graduated high school in Castle Rock, Colorado. Okay. And, um, and so I know right where you're at. I'm super, super familiar with it. But when I decided that I was going to live this life, I did what I called a threat and needs analysis. So okay. I looked at, you know, growing season. I looked at, you know, what I believed threats to be. I looked at water. I looked at all of them. And, and through this process came down to about 150-mile circle, and then that's where I stuck my flag at. And it's where I live today. I'm typing this in so we can put this into our our show notes. Uh, You know what? 
Well done, by the way, because I think that's really key, because if you're not in an area where, let's face it, you could be in an area where living off grid would be great, but if you're still on the edge of a big city, if, you know, if everything, you know, hits the fan, is that really the best place to be? Probably not. No. That's my opinion. No, and I think there's another side, too, which is, which is vote with your feet. You know, if, if, if you can't, if you can't, if you can't get involved and change the way it is, that's why I left Colorado. You know, if you can't vote and change the way it is, you've got to vote with your feet. Go yoke up with other like-minded people in other places so that you can build that network and that community and that counter-economy. Good point. Which, real quick before I forget, you've got a great website platform that you have established to help people along these lines. you want to talk about that for a second? Yeah, so um, after I built my house and, and got myself living, you know, off-grid, I kind of thought to myself, what's the next step for me? Because I'm in the fight now. And I'm going to continue to be in the fight. And one of the things that kept coming up was, how does people find people? And so me and a buddy of mine who happens to be a developer and who's really good at this stuff sat down and developed our own social media platform called freesteading.com. Uh, you can go on any of the app stores. The freesteading app's available. The website's 100% free. We don't charge anything for anything. And there's every single state is represented in there. There's a state page for everybody. And, yep. and you know, I get a, a, several emails every week that says, hey, tag. I met somebody who was eight miles from me. Thank wow. you for creating this environment. And so we just did it. And, and really, folks, what I'm trying to do here, Tag, is to sort of do what you're doing on more of a airwave basis where we can get people connected and, 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 again, advertise things like what you've got going on to get people more more power, I guess I should say. The more power and knowledge they yeah. have, the better off we're all going to be. Amen. That's how I see it. All right, I want to take a break and have you come back. I do want to talk about, you said something in one of the, the uh, uh, speeches that you were giving, or conversations I think you were having, r- rather than a speech, because um, you did question and answer and so on as well. And I want to talk about, um, you mentioned production and the means of and the money side and so on, and I think that's really good to share with our audience. So hang tight. We're going to come right back. All of you listening, don't forget Stack Optical, one of our great sponsors when it comes to your eyewear, getting an eye exam, whatever it happens to be. They can even custom make things you need for the very things Tag and I are talking about right now. You would be all dialed in with Stack Optical. They can help you with your your day-to-day eyewear or anything you have that would involve some sort of a special need as well. They can do it all. Uh, Just talk to Alan Stack, Stack Optical, 303-321-1578. In such an uneasy and unpredictable time that we live in, growing your own food is becoming a necessity. Colorado Greenhouse Builders is a local family-owned and operated business that specializes in custom cedar greenhouses. Owners Jason and Annette have over 35 years of construction management experience and have built multi-million dollar greenhouse structures all over the country. Colorado Greenhouse Builders is one of the few companies that specializes in geothermal heating. Geothermal heating utilizes the sun's light and heat to create an amazing year-round growing opportunity. Their geothermal heating has proven to be a gardener's dream, even in our cold Colorado winters. They can provide a custom consultation that includes an evaluation of your site and then provide recommendations and a custom plan for all your growing needs. Call Colorado Greenhouse Builders at 720-539-9806 or find them at ready-radio.com. That's ready-radio.com. The last thing you need on your mind while trying to find the perfect gifts, fight traffic at the mall, and see all your loved ones is whether your roof is going to hold up against Colorado wind and snow. Hi, this is Madison Hart. And I'm Elizabeth Hart. Not ready to replace your roof this winter? 
call our dad, Dave Hart, owner of Roof Savers Colorado, and he may be able to save you thousands by adding five years of life to your existing roof with a rejuvenation treatment. Because it is a 100% plant-based product, there's no need to worry about your family. It's safe for kids like me. As a full-service roofing contractor, our dad can also replace a damaged roof. Not even hot cocoa tops that. Sleep in heavenly peace this season by gifting yourself a new or rejuvenated roof. Call our dad today at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916 or go to RoofSaversCO.com and he will inspect your roof to see if it qualifies for the treatment. Call 303-710-6916 or go to RoofSaversCO.com to receive your $200 discount. Do you know that your windshield is getting more expensive to replace? Most vehicles have options that help keep the vehicles from avoiding accidents or even keep it in the traffic lane. These windshields require more than just a replacement of the glass. They also require a calibration of the computer system to make sure everything is operational to the specifications the manufacturer set when the vehicle was built. You can't trust the traveling glass replacement shop to do these necessary calibrations as they require special equipment and in most cases an indoor shop to perform the calibration. We have two Novus locations that can replace your windshield and also do these calibrations. Novus Fort Collins and Novus Sterling. Both are fully equipped with the latest technology to service your vehicle properly. Find either location by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. Every month is the same. You see the balance on your power bill and you feel months worth of compounding anxiety around your cash flow, inflation, and now another electricity rate increase. Alan Davis with Solar Energy Partners has a plan to save you money and proactively ease your anxieties in the future, too. The first part of his plan is to help you lower your power bill with solar energy by about 40% over the next 30 years, usually saving you more than $1,000 in the first year alone. By choosing to work with Alan, you're making an investment that saves you money and stress for years to come. The second part of his plan to save you money is to help you get away from the big power companies that keep increasing your rates. The third part is to eventually get you into a place where you pay nothing for your electricity usage. Call Alan Davis at Solar Energy Partners now to learn more about how he can save you money on your power bill. Set up a consolation appointment today, 303-378-7537, 303-378-7537, or visit klzradio.com sun. All right, we are back. Ready Radio. Tag is with us. He's got a YouTube channel, Life Done Free, and a website. I'll give this out one more time because somebody called asking exactly what it was. Freesteading.com. I actually joined it today. So freesteading.com. Tag again, welcome. Appreciate you joining us. Let's talk about production and the means of and what that means to people listening. Yeah, so there's a book. Um, and if it's, if nobody's read it, I would really encourage you to read it by Aaron Rand called Atlas Shrugged. Oh yeah, great book. And the yeah, great book. And and really what it talks about is is as time wears on and as the you know the deep state begins to continue to put pressure on us because mm-hmm. they will. Mm-hmm. And the corporations and you know the different you know all of these different places put pressure on us. A lot of the big time players in, in this book took their productivity elsewhere, and they referred to that as going galt. Yep. And so. I think that book was written a long, long time ago. So I think there's a modern version of going galt, which is how do we take our productivity to our benefit instead of to their benefit? 
Mm, good one. There's a lot. There's a lot of ways to do this, right? I mean, self-employed. You're doing it, John. Yeah, very well. No, you know, you, you, no, you are correct. No, I, no, I've said for years. Tag. I mean, with the exception of some of the high-end CEOs that make a boatload of money and have some nice golden parachutes, which, by the way, is less than one percent of anybody out there working. And if that's your dream, good luck, yeah. because very, very few people can ever attain to that. So, outside of that tag, you know. I've always said, and we'll keep saying, the only way you're ever going to really get ahead and really get the most value for your production is to be self-employed. That is 100% correct. No other way around it. But I think there's a, yep, I think there's another way too. I mean, not another way where you can get financially free, but a way where you can, where you can kind of uh, supplement all of this. You know, okay. as you know, I live off grid, but I have a big community. You know, we've got several hundred people around me who we get together, and you know, I trade pigs for auto mechanics work. Okay. And I, you know, we do all of these counter economy things that lessen my dependency. I built a, uh, when I was going through all of this, I built a big complex spreadsheet that we refer to now as the UGS spreadsheet. And it stands for your ungovernable score. Okay. And I looked at every single thing that I did, every dollar I spent, and who had what control over me. And so we just went through it line by line, and I continue to fight the battle. Um, you know, my current score is a 70, which is a really high score, but I'm working to get as close to 100 as I can get, you know, mm. as time goes on. But I really think the challenge is is for us to be aware of where we spend our money, where it goes, both from a political perspective. And I agree with you, John. The Republicrats have betrayed us. Yeah, they have. Both sides. No, both both They've sides and a lot of these. And, 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 and again, I, please, everybody you know listening to me all the, you know, all the times that I talk on a daily basis, yes, there are some good politicians out there, although, yeah. Tag, I will tell you that yeah. they are the few and far between ones. Most are not. Yep. Could not agree more. Could when, not agree more. What, what do you feel? We take responsibility ourselves. That's right. What do you Sorry. feel is the average score for the average person? I mean, you say you're a 70. What do you feel the average you know, citizenry score is across the country? Tens? Fifteens? What is it? Yeah, tens. Okay. So way low. Very low. Which means... I mean, I know... I know really quick, what I you're telling me is they're, they're really, they're very dependent upon everybody else helping feed them. That's correct. Okay. Feed them, clothe them, provide energy for them, their home, their automobiles, their fuel, their, you know, all of the things that it takes to live life. Mm-hmm. When you started, where do you feel? Or I get you probably even know the score. When you started, where were you? I do. I was at a thirty-one. Okay, thirty-one. Which, by the way, isn't bad. That means you're three times better than everybody else out there. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've been a long-term prepper. I started prepping um, when I got out of the army in 1993. But back then, I was, you know, a stack it prepper. You know, buy, 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 buy. And what I come to realize, you're was a closet that prepper. Prepping. I, I was, but all prepping leads to homesteading. True. And all homesteading leads to freesteading, which is where we ended up with the name freesteading. Okay. And it's just this evolution. Okay. So it's just, it, again, for everybody listening, it's a process. You go from one step to the next to the next, and yep. really, yep. ideally, hoping more and more people. Okay. Question for you. How much pushback do you get from, and again, I, I'm, get, I'm guessing this has to do with where you're at in the country, but how much governmental pushback do you get? None. Wow. Okay. Zero. That's nice. That's yeah, you know, I don't have, I have, I have taken away their ability to come here a lot. You know, like I said, I have no mortgage, so I have no bank to answer to. Right. I only, ins- I, if I want to insure my house, it's only because I choose to. Right. I don't have to. True. You know, um, our food, you know, we're, pr- we're producing right now 70% of our food. Wow. Which That's is a big. huge number. That's big. Yeah. That is yeah, really I mean, big. Super, super hard to get there. So I have, I have eliminated the stroke in as many, I mean, people don't understand this. We are we are being waged war 
against us on a million fronts. Yeah. Yeah. The more of those fronts that you can take care of yourself, the more of them you can eliminate, the harder it is for them to get to you. Very true. The hard, Well, and as you know, uh, ultimately, all politicians, it's a control factor. That's what I believe. That's what they're all after in the first place. It's control. That's why, you know, gun control isn't gun control. It's people control. I can go down the list. You know, everything from yep. free speech, yep. taking away the First Amendment to the Second Amendment, and on down the line we go. All of it involves yep. control because ultimately it's the communist goal to control each and every one of us. Amen. 100% correct. Yeah. They, they want to control everything, not only the means of production, by the way, but everything, you included. And yep. tag really quick, the thing that most people forget when it comes to communism is no one in communism wins except the guy at the top. That's correct. That's it. And, and even a lot of the folks yep. that help get the guy to the top, in some cases, end up with a bullet in their head. They never make it to the top either. <laughs> yep. Yep. They think they are. They think they're on their way. They think yeah. they've got that inside edge. But when it's all said and done, they're worse off than the peasants because they're dead. Yep. I, I don't. Yeah. I, I don't think tag. And again, not to sideline things, but I, I don't think people really understand what you and I just said a moment ago. I can tell you, the average American number one would think we're crazy for saying that we're not because that is the ultimate end goal of of communism. Yeah. And you know, you can soften it up and say it's socialism or it's Democrat socialism or whatever you want to say. The end goal is communism, which is total control. Period. Yeah, I, I try to look at it like totalitarianism. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, because it's just, it's ultimate control. It's yep. controlling everything we do. It's, yep. you know, where you get your food, where you buy your food, where you get your energy, how you get your energy, where you buy, I mean, every single thing that goes on. Along those lines, you said something in one of your talks also about when you get something for free, what does that mean? And by the way, I'm going to steal that and use it on my daily show on a regular basis, so I'm, I'm stealing that from you just so you know, if, you know full, full well on the front side, I'm borrowing that. <laughs> what does it mean when you get something for free? Yeah, so anything you get for free means you're not the customer. That's true. You're the product. Yep. Yep. The, the dynamics switched. You, you're no longer the guy making the decision on what's going to happen. Yep. They're making the decision for you because it's now free, quote, unquote. That's correct. And I put free in air quotes because you and I both know there's also nothing for free. Nothing is free. Yep. If, if, that, if it doesn't have a price tag on it, trust me, it does somewhere. Yep. And if in the rare occasion you actually did get it for free, what that means is that you stole it from someone else who had to work yeah, for it. Yeah, good point. Uh, that's a great point. You're, you're, you're 100% correct. Yeah, you're spot on. Talk for a moment about the vehicle side of the fence. I mean, that's kind of my world. I've lived that world my entire life. Still, I'm a car guy. When it comes to vehicles, yeah. do you, I mean, do you in that world have any preference? Does it matter as long as it meets your needs and it's paid for? Or do you look for things that are EMP proof? Or how do you handle that end of it? Yeah, so a little bit of all of the above. You know, like I said, I started out as a closet prepper, so I have a, you know, big old badass truck that has everything in it, right? It's EMP hardened. It's the perfect bug-out vehicle, although it will take a lot to get me to leave where I'm at because I'm in great shape where I'm in. But um, so I really like, the, you know, the older vehicles in that for that particular reason. You know, um, the one, my go-to vehicle is a 1973 Chevy one-ton crew cab. Okay. Um, now, I drive a... a pretty nude full Ford F-150 on my, you know, databases. Sure. But, um, I think, I think variety really matters. You know, I think having a diesel, which I do having gas powered, which I do, I'm even toying with the idea of buying an electric just so I have one. I have a big solar system. I yep. can charge it. Yep. Would give me some more flexibility, but yep. I haven't pulled that trigger yet. Uh, and I've done kind of all of what you've done. I've got older vehicles and 
in case something really you know dramatic happened you've got the ability to go from a to b i don't own any hardened vehicles yet i'm with you know talking to the emp guys and we'll most likely get to that point but uh, you know and i have a variety of other things as well and and hey you know for me it wasn't just the 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 prepper end of things that you're talking about as far as the ev goes i did it more just because on all the shows i have i wanted to learn more about them what's the ins and outs how does it work you know what's the real scoop when it comes to owning one which by the way you're never going to get out of either side i've learned tag both sides do not understand evs at all yeah yeah and that includes the, that includes the conservative side because the conservatives will be the first one to poke their you know poke an eye at the guy driving one. The left is wanting to force one upon you. The bottom line is yes, there is a happy medium between the two. It's like any other vehicle that you would drive. Tag you need to know what your needs are and then buy the vehicle according to the need, not the other way around. Do not buy off of emotions. Oh, couldn't agree more. And we we're be, we have been programmed since kindergarten to buy off of emotions. That's right. Yep. Well, that's why I always tell everybody, too, that the, the number one rule of thumb when buying a car is never buy it on Friday night. Yeah. Because <laughs> emotions are the worst when it comes to that, you know, that decision-making process on Friday night. It's you're tired, the week's gone, you know, you're, you're, you know, you're just wanting to do whatever you need to do to pacify whoever it is you're trying to pacify when it comes to buying the car, including yourself and your own emotions. So, yeah, the last, the last place to ever buy a car, last time to ever buy a car is Friday night. <laughs> That is great advice. I've never heard that said, but I'm going to steal that. You can have it. It's all yours. You can use it in one of your your upcoming seminars. But, you know, and I think, Tag, I I could probably include that in a lot of other decisions. You you, You know from being on the financial end of things, they tell you, never make hard financial decisions at night. Why? Because you're tired, you're, you're worn down, your, your brain's not as fresh. You need to make those heavy financial decisions the next morning, not that night. The same is true when it comes to buying cars and things like that. So I really feel like you could take what I said on cars on Friday nights and probably apply it to a lot of other things as well. Oh, yes. Don't, don't go grocery shopping when you're hungry. Yeah, yeah, same deal. It's no different. That's exactly right. So, so here's a question for you. Speaking of grocery shopping, do you still do yeah. that? Yes, yes. I have not. I have not figured out how to get 100 percent free because there's things out there. Like, I'll give you an example: salt. Okay. I do not have the ability to produce salt. Oh, good point. I and just you, don't. And you have to have that to live. You have to have that to live. So there's a lot of that um, that goes on where we're still trying to challenge that. And, and the community will really take a lot of this up because. As the community continues to grow and as we continue to evolve, we can eat up more and more of those needs. But I don't really know that you'll ever totally get 100% free. I don't even know that it's 100% possible. But I can tell you today, I'm really only forced to shop the perimeter of a grocery store. I don't have to go down the aisles. Nice. Nice. And that's a really good thing. Yeah, no, it really is. Really good thing. That's nice. No, well, and as you know, you know, from the beginning of time when the good Lord set up, I believe, the money system in general, because let's face it, we've been buying and selling goods for a long time, because even the good Lord knew from day one, there was no way one person would be able to meet the needs of everything going yeah. on. That's why it takes a community to make that happen. You have to have community. It is impossible without community. You're not going to do it. You cannot do that. That's why that hermit oh. in the woods just, you know... Yeah, there are a few individuals out there that can make, you, you read about these folks, they can live out in the woods for 20 years and survive and make it work. But let's face it, Tag, for the majority of people and families, that's not going to cut it. 
No, if you think you're going to bug out to the hills for 99% of the population, all you're going to do is get yourself killed. Uh, well, that's why they say if there's any kind of a big power outage, EMP strike, anything along those lines, 30, 30 yep. to 40% of the population's dead in 30 days. Yeah. Did you know that the EMP commission itself said in 2018 when they released the document that in the event of a high-altitude EMP, 90% of the population would be dead within the first year? Yeah. No, I you and I... By the way, after looking around and looking at how people react and respond to things, and when you just follow them around when you're shopping or driving, for that matter, tag, yeah, I, that, you know what? I, I, that number I don't think is off at all. Yep. And it, you can you imagine no, no trucks moving, no generators pumping, no you know, hospitals, no medication, no – you take all that stuff away, we're in big trouble. I firmly big believe, trouble. and you'll correct me if I'm wrong, but I firmly believe that – our biggest issue, our biggest fear should be on EMPs is not other big countries, because, by the way, they need the U.S. to make their economies and even their world function. So it's not the Chinas and the Russias and so on of the world that you have to worry about. It's the Islamic terrorists that could care less about life that you have to worry about when it comes to EMPs and things along those lines. That's my opinion. Yeah, you know, technology's gotten to a point. I'm, I'm way up to speed on this topic. And, you know, technology's gotten to a point now where it really won't be that hard. No. I it's agree. It's not that complicated. I agree. I and agree. It's a, it's a real threat. No, you know, it, it is a huge threat, including, Tag, uh, not just an EMP strike, but just the malware hacking of the power grid itself is a very real threat that, by the way, we have not hardened like we should. Yeah, we have not hardened. And, you know, they found um, kill switches in transformers and in routers and in things. Um, you know, computers, name-brand computers you buy every day, they have found kill switches in. Hmm. So the the enemy could, I mean, literally with an email, shut it down. Right. Right. Yeah. There, there's so many back doors to your point is really what oh. we're talking about. So many yep. back doors in the system that it really it yep. really wouldn't be that hard for a a nefarious individual or group of individuals to attack either a section of the grid or the entire country for that, or, or for that matter, an entire continent. Yep. Yeah. Not that hard. One hundred percent. Yeah, and not, no, not this hard. This is why it's so important to take responsibility for your freedom and responsibility for your beliefs. You have to be accountable to those things because as long as we're depending on everybody else, you're in big trouble. Yeah, you know, you bring up a great point there. And I think, you know, and, and as you can tell, this is a, you know, I'm a conservative hardcore. This is a conservative yep. station that, that we're a part of yep. in, in our ownership group, you know, Crawford Broadcasting, very, very conservative as well. So, you know, we don't take any of this lightly, but I will say, Tag, it still amazes me. How many quote unquote conservatives there are that still don't take that personal responsibility that that phrase, if you would, seriously enough? Yeah, I, Republicans, Democrats, Independents, liberals—I mean, you, you you name it—and ninety percent of our population don't have accountability and True. responsibility. True. True. Yeah, and if they do, they're thinking about it in one way, not in the ways that they actually should. Yeah. Close, and this applies you know, to a lot of things, John. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, finish up. You're, you're fine. Go ahead. I, I was just going to this applies also to our financial world. You know, mm -hmm. never in a, in a time in, in my history or anything that I've read, and I'm kind of a history buff, you know, I've tracked down education all the way to the beginning. I've tracked down so much of it. But never in our time have there been so many threats. Just a simple depression. You, know, you go back to the 30s into the depression. Those people knew how to take care of themselves. Have one of them today. Oh, We're, wow. Oh, man, we're in big We're trouble. screwed. Yeah, no, you, 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 soup lines would, would be, uh, you know, uh, what you see back in the pictures of the, of the depression with soup lines, that, that, would, that would not hold a candle to what would happen today if that really did, yeah. in fact, happen. 
And and, yep. and my fear, and again, you're you're more of a financial wizard than I am, but my fear is there's no way a country like ours can continue to carry 32 trillion plus in debt, have another trillion and a half added this year alone to that debt. There's just no way, tag, that a country can continue can continue to go down that path without consequences. Yeah, you know, this is actually a super interesting topic. This is something I've been studying a lot lately. Is this right here? is that we're in a, in a really bad spot because our system is designed around forever growth. Mm-hmm. And right now, in the second quarter of this year, the average baby boomer retires. Yep, We've known this was becoming for a long, long time. So this big generation is beginning, and ha- they started two years ago, right. but they're really beginning to pull their assets out. We will not be able to continue the growth, which will send the system down. And our birth rate, as you know, is down around 1.7, so we're not even growing enough, quote-unquote, babies nope. to replace those that are dying. Our economy yep. will fold. It's not, it's not sustainable. It is not sustainable. Yeah. No, you, you are spot on. Again, it's one of those things I talk about on my daily show quite often. You know, we, we don't have the, the, the system in place to handle it. That's why, and this is my own opinion, this is why you're seeing both sides of the aisle in a lot of cases not have any problems with an open border to the south because they know we need replacement of what you just said. The problem with an open border and bringing just anybody in that wants to come in, not having a merit system where they're bringing something to the table, we're going to screw things up even worse doing that. Yeah, and it's also why you're seeing the big push for the digital dollar. Yeah, in true. My opinion. True. Yeah, and real quick, what's your thoughts on that? You know, again, you're more of a finance guy than I. Mm-hmm. I personally see. Uh, uh, a and I know you talk about this as well, but I personally see kind of a stalemate with the digital dollar as long as there's guys like you and I running around with cash in our pocket and buying things with cash and so on. But our breed is slowly dying. Once once guys like you and I are no longer you know carrying cash around, yeah, I can see that happening. But I do think guys like you and I stave that off for a while. Yeah, I think that what's going to happen, and um, and I guess only time will tell. But I think what's going to happen is they're going to there's going to be you know some event that's going to go on and in order just like Nixon you know back when he took us off the gold standard to to, to protect America from the speculators mm-hmm. there's going to be some event some cyber attack some something that says the dollar isn't safe they'll make a switch to the um, you know to the electronic dollar so that they can just continue print continue to print but I'll tell you the private cryptocurrencies I own some. But I'm, I really don't believe in them that much because I don't, I don't see any way, any way the system nope. allow gives up the power to the purse. I just I don't see how that happens. I, I, thank you. You're one of the first guys I've ever met in the crypto world that feels the same way about it I do. Thank you for that, by the way, because yeah. I feel exactly yeah. the same way. All right, we got a call coming in. Question for you as well. Let me get Dean on really quick. Dean, you're on with Tag. Go ahead, Dean. Hi, thank you very much. You're welcome, sir. Uh, hey, just a couple quick things. Uh, I've been saying for years that, uh, you know, we use the term zombie apocalypse, and I say that there are more than one type of zombie apocalypse. Uh, we talk about uh, maybe dead people coming out of ground, out of the ground, but a different type of zombie apocalypse is uh, your starving neighbors coming after you yeah, and your point. stuff. Good point, Dean. Yep. Yeah. Can't argue that. And so, I mean... I, you know, I think uh, all the time on preparation, and I think really, what what more can a person what more can a person do than uh, have one to three years of of everything, food, water, uh, and, and most importantly, is any med- uh, medication that you need to survive, mm-hmm. uh, and firearms. What else can you do? Well, and keep in mind, too, Dean, you bring up a great point. Tag, you can speak to this as well. They will not just be coming in after your food and water. They're going to be coming in for everything you own. They could see a value to them. Am I right, Tag? 
Yeah, there's so much in what he said right there. You know, first of all, I would tell you we're living the zombie apocalypse right now. Go to a mall and watch people on their phones. Good point. We are living it right now today. All they got to do is come up with a flu that has a 99.5% survival rate, and they'll shut you down. True. We're already living it. True. Good point. But the second point, I think, to, to, to him that, that I would encourage him is this other thing that you can do is yoke up. Find a community. Find like-minded people because there's power in that unity. Yeah, good point. Good point. Dean, anything else you want to add? Uh, no. So do EMPs uh, send off fallout that gives us all cancer? No. Okay. No. Well, that's one good thing. No, they do not. <laughs> Thank you, gentlemen. You bet, you bet, Dean. No, and Tag, sorry, I didn't mean to you know, steal that from you, but no, I, they are oh, set fine. off at a high enough uh, altitude, if you would. You know, actually, it, it, they're, they're so far up in the atmosphere that, yeah, no, they're, they're, that is not an issue at all. Nope. But nope. believe me, the fallout of what happens because there's no electricity <laughs> is probably far greater, Tag. That is far greater. So it, I'd rather have the radiation. Yeah, again, I'm not trying to scare everybody on that, but the reality is uh, the fallout of the average person not having electricity, not knowing what to do because there's no electricity, not knowing how to feed themselves, clothe themselves, keep themselves warm, tag all those things combined. Yeah, you, you think a zombie apocalypse in the movies look bad. You haven't seen anything yet. Yeah, no, that as soon as we moved to the just-in-time inventory system of, you know, mm-hmm. way, way back when, we, we don't have warehouses full of things anymore. No, we do we not. Don't, it's, when the trucks stop moving, when the trains stop moving, when the generators quit, when the hospitals shut down, mm-hmm. when, when the services no longer come, when the Social Security checks don't show up, when those kind of things happen, That's right. we're in big trouble. That's right. No, you are exactly right. All right, one more time. What's the best way for folks to find you, not only on YouTube, but the other uh, social media platform you have put in as well? Yep, you can find me on YouTube at Life Done Free, and you can find me on Freesteading at freesteading.com, and you can actually find me, connect with me, and message me directly on that platform. Awesome. Got a text message as well, Tag. I think you'll enjoy this one. Been listening to this discussion with Tag. I'm a Christian female in my late 40s, and I'm working towards the off-grid lifestyles at a humble cabin on a humble piece of property in Midland. I have a lot to learn. Your program today is very encouraging. So, Tag, that's the kind of folks that we're affecting, and I appreciate you joining us and having a part of that, sir. Hey, I am uh, super happy to do it. I'll do it anytime, and I'm all about spreading freedom. And, got, you know, my parting advice is just take responsibility for it. Your all freedom right. is your responsibility. I, I, you know what? I'm going to take you up on that. I've already got your name and email and all that, and we'll be going back and forth, and I will definitely have you, in, you, know, have you back. And, Tag, if there's anybody else that you feel would be a good fit for us and our listeners would, in, would enjoy and, and, and we'll get some information from, you know, they are welcome as well. Again, I want to use this platform very much like you're using your social media platform. I want to use this on the radio waves to do the exact same thing you're doing. So whatever you want to do or whatever you want to bring to us, please let me know and we'll make it happen. Yeah, amen. I will send you a list of people you should get on who are who are championing different spectrums of this. Perfect. I I will do that, Tag. I, I will. Uh, yeah, my word will make that happen, sir. Rock, rock on, Tag. Thank you. Appreciate it very much. And again, folks, uh, he has got a lot of stuff on his channel. I encourage you to go look at it. Life done free. View a lot of the things that he's got there. On top of that, go to freesteading freesteading.com join his social media platform there's a lot to learn there as well i joined it this morning as well we'll be right back ready radio klz 560 have you been thinking about a new pair of glasses maybe some prescription sunglasses we'll look no further than stack optical since 1968 
Yes, you heard me right. Since 1968, Stack Optical has been providing the most comprehensive quality ocular care for their patients. This family-owned business is proud to be one of the few optical offices that has their own on-site eyeglass production and eyeglass repair studio. Stack Optical, located at 2233 South Monaco Parkway, features the most extensive lines of eyeglass frames, sunglasses, and contact lenses to ensure that you love your appearance and experience superior comfort. Our comprehensive eye exams proactively diagnose eye conditions and diseases while providing the most accurate vision care. We welcome you to experience a lifetime of superior ocular care from doctors that are devoted to your eye health. Call now for your $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. At Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. Do you know that your windshield is getting more expensive to replace? Most vehicles have options that help keep the vehicles from avoiding accidents or even keep it in the traffic lane. These windshields require more than just a replacement of the glass. They also require a calibration of the computer system to make sure everything is operational to the specifications the manufacturer set when the vehicle was built. You can't trust the traveling glass replacement shop to do these necessary calibrations as they require special equipment and in most cases an indoor shop to perform the calibration. We have two Novus locations that can replace your windshield and also do these calibrations. Novus Fort Collins and Novus Sterling. Both are fully equipped with the latest technology to service your vehicle properly. Find either location by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. The last thing you need on your mind while trying to find the perfect gifts, fight traffic at the mall, and see all your loved ones is whether your roof is going to hold up against Colorado wind and snow. Hi, this is Madison Hart. And I'm Elizabeth Hart. Not ready to replace your roof this winter? Call our dad, Dave Hart, owner of Roof Savers Colorado, and he may be able to save you thousands by adding five years of life to your existing roof with a rejuvenation treatment. Because it is a 100% plant-based product, there's no need to worry about your family. It's safe for kids like me. As a full-service roofing contractor, our dad can also replace a damaged roof. Not even hot cocoa tops that. Sleep in heavenly peace this season by gifting yourself a new or rejuvenated roof. Call our dad today at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916 or go to RoofSaversCO.com and he will inspect your roof to see if it qualifies for the treatment. Call 303-710-6916 or go to RoofSaversCO.com to receive your $200 discount. In such an uneasy and unpredictable time that we live in, growing your own food is becoming a necessity. Colorado Greenhouse Builders is a local family-owned and operated business that specializes in custom cedar greenhouses. Owners Jason and Annette have over 35 years of construction management experience and have built multi-million dollar greenhouse structures all over the country. Colorado Greenhouse Builders is one of the few companies that specializes in geothermal heating. Geothermal heating utilizes the sun's light and heat to create an amazing year-round growing opportunity. Their geothermal heating has proven to be a gardener's dream, even in our cold Colorado winters. They can provide a custom consultation that includes an evaluation of your site and then provide recommendations and a custom plan for all your growing needs. Call Colorado Greenhouse Builders at 720-539-9806 or find them at ready-radio.com. That's ready-radio.com.
All right, we are back. Thanks for listening. Ready Radio, of course. And again, ready-radio.com is the website. And uh, producer Ann will have some of the links and things that we've had today on the program up on the website later as well. And for a lot of you listening, if you like what you hear here, please support all of the folks that make this happen on a weekly basis, the sponsors that you just heard from. And I will also say that we need more of them. Uh, As you all know, uh, costs are not going down. They're continuing to go up, and we need to have a few more sponsors to keep things rolling along. So if you or anybody that you know would like to participate in what we do here, in fact, if you're somebody in this space and you feel like you could really add to what we're doing and you'd like to be a guest on a routine basis, talk about some of the things that you have to to, you know, help folks in this uh, in this particular area when it comes to the you know, being prepared, homesteading, freesteading, and so on. If you're somebody along those lines and you would like to become a part of what we do here, please let me know. Reach out. Go right to ready-radio.com, and I will get with you, and we will make that happen. Uh, I'll also, again, as I said, if you enjoy what you hear and you're getting value from this, if you use any of our sponsors, please, and I know a lot of them are are multiple sponsors of my programs. They sponsor, you know, during the day and also some of the weekend shows that I've got. But specifically for this one, if you're hearing us here and you like what you hear and you use any of them, please let them know you've heard them on Ready Radio. It helps me. It really helps them as well. And at the end of the day, it helps you because you become a part of that larger community that Tag was talking about earlier. And again, if you've got anybody at all that you would like me to even interview, maybe there's somebody you know that, hey, I've, I've watched this person for years. They would make a great con- you know, contribution to the show and to the community that we have here. If there's anybody along those lines you'd like me to reach out to, by all means, let me know, and I will make that happen. Again, uh, Tag's websites, for those of you that were listening earlier to him, if you're just joining us here towards the end, freesteading.com, freesteading.com, and then his YouTube channel is Life Done Free. And, of course, Tag is not Tag's real name. I know his real name, but he goes by Tag because of various reasons, and we all know what some of those are. So, But that is his, his um, uh, nickname, I guess you could call it. And Life Done Free is the YouTube channel. If you just go to YouTube and type that in, you can't miss it. All right, really quick, I started last week with some myths regarding what happens when you're trying to survive different things you could do. We went through several different things last week. I don't have a ton of time left, but I wanted to add a few more things to the list that we started last week. This one has to do with what you can eat in regards to wild animals. So myths about wild animals. Eating raw meat and seafood is safe. Um, No, not unless you really know what you're doing. It's not. It's always best to cook whatever you're going to eat in regards to something that you have harvested versus eating it raw. Our bodies were not meant, you know, parasitically and so on, to eat raw meat. Now, there's sushi and things like that, but, of course, that's done completely different. And, you, you, you know, you catching a fish and then eating it raw, no, that's, that's, not, that's not good. You need to be cooking that before you eat it. The other myth along these lines is you can eat anything an animal eats. No, you can't. Um, I know, for example, my dog can eat a sock. Does that mean I should? No. Dogs, Charlie's laughing at me. (laughs) Your homework. (laughs) Charlie says, yeah, your homework. I mean, let's face it. There's a lot of things that animals eat, including other animals' feces, which, no, 
you should not be doing. So just because an animal can eat something doesn't mean you should either. So that is a huge myth. You hear that a lot. Well, if an animal eats it, it must be safe. No, they have got completely different digestive systems, enzymes, and so on. They are not you. You are not them. And no, you cannot eat the exact same things that an animal can. I talked about this a little bit last week, but cut and suck a snake bite? No. That is a huge myth, and no, you cannot get rid of the venom by doing that. You need treatment. First thing to do, by all means, if you get bit by something that's venomous, is you've got to put a tourniquet on it. You've got to isolate that particular area from the rest of your body, and then you need to seek medical attention as soon as you can. That's the way to do that. All right, another myth about navigation. Moss grows on the north sides of trees. Sometimes yes, sometimes no. Now, typically here in Colorado you'll find moss on the north sides of the trees. Now, I know there's rare occasions where that's not the case. I also know, though, there's other parts of the world and even our country where moss grows on all sides of the tree, not just the north side. So this one is not necessarily a hard and fast rule. Best thing to do is know where you're at, have a compass, and that's the best way to know where true north is. Number 11 on this list, by the way, was you'll never get lost with the GPS. Nothing, nothing could be further from the truth. Most people don't even know how to use a GPS. Nonetheless, learn how to not get lost with one. If you don't know proficiently how to use one, how to use it proficiently, I should say, uh, you're better off with a compass and a map. And for a lot of us, a compass and a map probably work about as well as the GPS does. Follow flying birds to find water. Um, No, that one also is not true. Some birds roam. Some birds can fly for days without having to stop and get a drink. Just because they're flying doesn't mean they're headed to water. So, you know, you cannot, you, you cannot follow birds to know where you're going. I've got more on this list. Uh, this, was, this was not the end. Uh, there's more that we'll talk about in the future when it comes to shelter and things along those lines. Again, if you missed any of today's program, you can always go to our website, Ready radio.com. Of course, all of our different partners are listed there. If you've got somebody you'd like to see, join us as well. Please let me know. Reach out on Ready Radio. And again, don't forget our guest that we had today, our great guest we had today, Tag. His YouTube channel is Life Done Free. Also find his, his uh, social media website, Freesteading, Freesteading, not standing, Freesteading.com. That's Ready Radio. Uh, Guys, I hope you had a great time. If you missed anything again on this program, just go to ready-radio.com. This is KLZ 560. Views and opinions expressed on KLZ 560 are those of the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ Management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country station.